really stole a chicken bone right out of Stu's hands. It was crazy. Oh my she God. ate it. She swallowed the whole thing. Is she okay? She looks sorry. No. She looks fine. She looks thrilled with herself. Does not look sorry. Oh my god, we got two new we got two new reviews. Who are they? What does it say? Um Sarah Ott. Love her. And then L M Lenneberg. Lenneberg. Oh, probably our new friend. Molly. Our new friend Molly. Our new friend Molly. Molly Lenneberg. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my god. Wow. Anywho, mentors are weird, right? Like, cause people reference them like, oh yeah, I had a meeting with my mentor. And I always just sat there like, wait, what the actual fuck? Like, I thought you just had a boss that helped you with your career. Like, what is, what do you mean you have a mentor? And for a while slash still, I'm not entirely sure how the whole mentorship relationships works. Even though I believe I have a few mentors, like as far as I know, I don't know if they know. One definitely knows. And so even if you haven't had the like DTR talk, the define the relationship talk with someone you see to be a mentor, you can and should be trying to learn from people who are older than you and people who have more experience. And the reason for that is because like, we don't know shit, silly goose, like inherently as a youth, we just know less about the world than someone who was 25 when I was in diapers. Like they literally have just seen and experienced more shit than I have. Being able to find someone in your life who can act as a sounding board for you is like crazy, hugely valuable. Think of them like almost as your career therapist. Like that's what Sarah literally calls her mentor. These people, you want to build a relationship. So that when you come in with situational questions and they know you well enough and they the world well enough and steer you in the right direction. Um, there are different ways to create a mentor kind of relationship. Uh, take a shot whenever Sarah or I say mentor, Jesus Christ. Uh, but those relationships are gonna be based off of uh, what you need at different points in your career. So let's chat mentors. Sarah, you have someone, you said that you call your mentor, you said you have a few mentors, but how did you get that relationship started and how did you find that person? Yeah, so I feel like I didn't find my current mentor in like the most traditional way. I'm in a Slack community called Women in Revenue and they do a mentorship program. And so I just signed up and then they matched me with someone. And so like immediately the mentor-mentee relationship was set. They were like, this is your mentor, meet them. And her name is Jess and she fucking rocks. And I do call her my career therapist. And we just have weekly calls where we talk about, it's on me. It's similar to a one-on-one where it's like, it's on me to bring a discussion topic. There are other people who are part of this group who are in this mentorship cohort is what they're calling them, where they're sharing these quadrants and frameworks. And here's how we're structuring our one-on-ones. Here's the template you can fill out before your call. And I'm like, Jess and I have a conversation and I take notes the entire time because she's really fucking smart. And then I follow up with her about those things that we were talking about because it's generally long-term 
projects that I'm working on. She's, she's grand. And then I see my current boss as a mentor. I see some past bosses as mentors, but they put out enough content online where I feel like I'm still learning from them. And I think that's all well and good, but I didn't think I needed a mentor for a while because I didn't think I was ready because I wouldn't have any fucking clue what to talk about. And so when do you think is a good time to try and seek out someone to stamp the, the label of mentor on and like what, when is, yeah, when is a good time for you for, to do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be that person that relates this back to my personal life, but when are you ready to start sharing your journey with someone else? Right. Mm. I'm in the process. Like you said, I have a couple people that I kind of stamp with mentor, even if they don't really know that, like we talk every now and then, and I just look up to them and I value their, those are the people that I, I'm a big proponent of don't ask people their opinions. If you really don't care about it, Mm -hmm. like, don't be nice just to ask their opinion. And then you're just going to either ignore it anyway or whatever. But there are people that I would, I want their opinion on things because I trust them. Like I, those are my stamp member mentor people. And I do have two kind of like startup B guys that are, I kind of advise with them on marketing stuff, but I see them as mentors on the business side of things. Like they're bringing me into their business problems and how they're building these two person companies and all of that. So I get to see some of that. So I think that's one of the things is that it goes both ways. Like, I think that's one of the things that we forget about mentorship is mm-hmm. they're also getting something out of it. And you as the mentee, like you should be believing that, like that you are also bringing value to the relationship. So I think that was what you were saying before is like, I don't know what to talk about. And it's when you think that you are going to understand what you should be talking about is maybe when you should start looking for a mentor. Yeah. To go on that, I signed up for this mentorship thing because I was like, I want to learn from someone who's a VP or CMO because I want to be a VP or CMO. But like throughout my entire time at Drift and in the beginning of my time at Alice, I didn't know really yet what I wanted to focus on or what kind of hard and soft skills I wanted help with. Mm -hmm. And And so I think that I would have just walked into those conversations and been like, well, what do you have to teach me? But that's not because, because I didn't have any questions yet. And that's obviously not what you should do. That's, that's one of those pick your brain questions where we're very Mm -hmm. anti that. And so I think what you said of uh, being able to and willing to share your life with someone is a really good first step. And also being able to have a theme or a topic of discussion that you'll be able to build on because you're not just going to talk about one thing once and then then never talk about it again. It's more so you should be bringing up the similar kinds of scenarios so that you can better understand how to deal with those scenarios. Right. Well, I think when we're younger, we're more, we're told more often, like, go get a mentor, go get a mentor. If you really want to growth hack your career or whatever the fuck that even means. But I, if I had gone and got a mentor when I was 22, it would have been like in this little box. And I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't have known what to say. I wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have gotten anything out of that relationship because I didn't know where I wanted my career to go. And now that I have a little bit more of an idea of what I want to be doing, I think that helps a ton of like, what questions do I ask? And, and I think that it's an interesting thing when 
with this personal branding, whatever the fuck you want to call it stuff, like we are seen sometimes as mentors and I'm like, oh, pump the brakes. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing either, but we do add that. We are adding value to some people, obviously, that are the 22 year olds that are just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, we don't know either. So it's, it's weird. I think for me to be like, I need to go find a mentor when like, well, it's like you're a therapist having a therapist where it's like, yes, yes, exactly. It's exactly like that. And I'm glad you brought back the therapist stuff is because like the stuff that you bring up to your mentor is the stuff that you're not good at, right. Or you don't understand. It's never going to be, you're not going to have a conversation with your mentor. Like I crushed it this week at this thing. And that's all you're going to talk about. It's always going to be about how, what can you do to improve? So you have to be ready to have those conversations with yourself. You have to, you have to be in a life stage or whatever to be able to say, I suck at this, or I want to get better at this, or I don't understand this. Or also to be able to receive the feedback of like, you're not handling this the right way for you. Cause right. it's a maturity level thing. Yeah. If you're not ready and willing to get constructive feedback on something that you, you take very seriously, like your job, that maybe it's not time for you to get a mentor. Maybe it's time to get a therapist first. Don't ask a question you don't want answered, right? Yeah. It's also like if you want a sounding board and just someone to say you're doing a good job, get a parrot who will just repeat your words back to you. (laughs) If you actually want people to make you better, you need to be okay with being told that you're not good right now. Yeah. Right. That's what, what else are you seeking out of a mentorship? If you're not seeking growth, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Right. One of the other things that come out of, comes out of mentorship is like, oh, I need this crazy influencer person to be my mentor. And then it's the key to success. And I'm going to learn everything from them. False. No, there is so much knowledge that can be shared by someone who you haven't heard from. Yep. Honestly, probably more knowledge. Yeah. Don't be all high and mighty with who you choose to associate yourself with when It's like that thing where it's like, don't meet your heroes. You're going to hold them to such a high standard. You're never going to be that person. So if you're choosing a mentor so that you can try and be that person, you're not going to have a good time or learn what you want to learn because you're not going to ask good questions and then they're not going to be able to give you good answers. Also think about the amount of pressure that comes with that. Do you really want to put that much pressure on yourself to grow? Like it should be a like growth should be a good, a good thing and it should be healthy for you. And I just think it puts an unnecessary amount of pressure on you. If you're going to go at, go and try to get one of your idols. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's it's not coming from the right place. I think is what I'm trying to say is if that's what you're chasing in a mentorship, you're, you're doing it wrong. It's just like, it's the same thing of like, you're not going to hit your, your career life whatever goals by just saying that you want to learn from the best you actually have to have something to say stand for it and work towards that I think that we so often are like I want to do this thing and I don't really care how I get there the getting there is the best part of the thing why would you skip that part yeah like you need to be in the right mental state to get to find a mentor, you need to want to stand for something and work towards something. And you need to be okay with 
talking about your mistakes and then fixing them and recognizing when they happen again. So like you need to have some sort of self-awareness. Any so I was just going to say self, self-awareness is if you can get that piece, it's weird because you're going to get a mentor so that you can grow further and learn more about yourself, but you at least have to have a baseline understanding of who you are. So you can explain it to another person that you don't know. Yeah. All right. So you've figured out the time in your career when you actually want to start talking to a mentor, but honestly, sometimes you just don't have anything to talk about. Like you were just saying, like you think that you know what you want to say, but you really don't. Sarah, what do you talk about in your mentorship conversations? Like what are some of the ways you prepare for mentorship meetings and how often do you meet? Yeah. So we meet once a week. Sometimes it kind of depends on a lot. Yeah. So it kind of depends on just the schedule because she's a VP. So she's like, god stuff like yeah she's like got stuff to do she's like a whole team like doing things you know running shit it's fine she has a very specific demand gen focus and so generally our conversations surround campaign and program planning and delegating and working through and with other people and working back from a goal and also forecasting for those goals and just kind of getting a third party opinion on work environment workplace environment situations of like how should I approach this problem should I ask my boss about this those sorts Mm -hmm. of questions but like when you're like oh man I don't really have a lot of tactical stuff to cover because I feel like I had a good week this week it could be Mm -hmm. a good time to talk about what questions should I be asking my boss that give me insight into how I can progress into the next stage of my career because sometimes I don't know what questions to ask so a lot of the times I ask questions about how to delegate work because I can't really wrap my head around it yet. I will know of the situation, like I will recognize those situations and be like, oh man, I feel like if I walked into this scenario, I would be stepping on other people's toes. And I know I don't want to do that, but how should I approach this in a way where I don't look like a dick, (laughs) but want to make this thing better? Right. I think it's interesting to just bring in a third party. It's the same reason you, you, Again, I'm just going to keep comparing this to therapy because it's the only like real comparison that I have is yes, you can have those conversations with that family member or your significant other or whatever, your friends like that, but you need somebody third party to tell you how it is without any kind of bias. Yeah. It's so helpful to have a third party that I think that we just forget that a lot of times and they're like, well, they don't really know me. So how are they going to help me? Yeah. But it's, they know themselves and they know that they've been in similar situations before or whatever that it is. Again, I think it goes back to, are you willing to take that feedback from somebody that knows better than you? Are you in a place that you can, that you can take the learnings that you're getting and actually use them to grow and apply them to your life? Yeah. It's just like, if you keep it within your own realm of people, those people are inherently going to have a bias of like, well, if I tell Bridget or Sarah this and they react this way, how will that affect me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think also having that third party is really helpful because if your mentor works at your company and you're like, oh no, I think I might need to leave this company. That person will have an inherent bias to try and get you to stay. Even if you have the best relationship with your boss, you still want to be able to have someone where you're just like, I just want to gut check something. You don't really know this full scenario, uh, but like, what do you think about this? And I I feel like these mentorship conversations are kind of super dope one-on-ones 
And Bridge, I know that you, you said that you don't have a formal mentor. Where do you go and who do you turn to who may not know specifically that you view them as a mentor? Like, what do you do? How do you get their learnings? And how can someone be a mentor who doesn't know that they're mentoring you? I almost view every single person that I like, I either get on a, like a zoom chat with that if I initiated it, I see you as a mentor or I value, like I said earlier, I value your opinion on something. That's the only reason for me to set a meeting with you truly is I just want to hear your thoughts on these things that I'm thinking about as well. Yeah. There's definitely some people within Twitter that we just go back and forth on. And I'm like, wow, I, we just really get along and I will just DM random things to them. And when they get to it, they get to it. Like it's less formal, I think, than obviously your weekly chats with Jess. Yeah. But, and it's past coworkers. But I feel like too, our careers are very similar right now as well, even though he is a couple of years ahead of me. So we're just constantly learning from each other. So it can go both ways. It's like I was saying earlier, there's no reason for it to, you, you shouldn't feel as a mentee that like you're the only one gaining anything out of the relationship because then why would your mentor want to continue doing that? So, I mean, it's the, the answer, I guess, is just the normal places that you might talk to people, learn from people that are the same as you and different than you. And, and you do have to learn how to draw the boundaries of who you actually want to talk to and don't want to. I've in the last like six months really started to kind of dwindle down my list of people that I'm like, I I just can't give you a half hour every time. I just, I don't have enough time in the day for that. And it's similar to friendships where you're like, I'm giving a lot to you and you're not giving much to me. And maybe it's just time to go our separate ways or whatever. But if I slide into your DMs, I don't want it to be about some piece of content that you put out. I want to know that you're a real person too. And so I'm, I'll maybe mention it. Like, I just, I really hate that so much of who we have to look up to is so work-based now. I don't like that. Yeah, I hate that. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, yeah, I think I like my mentors to be dope people is what I'm saying as well. Like, I want to vibe with you. That's all. I think that also goes back to just like, I want you to, I don't know, there are some people out there who, who others may see as a mentor or a leader. And when I read their words, all I see is bullshit. And so I I want to make sure that my mentor like has something to say. Well, yeah, I want somebody that's living in a semi-relatable life to me. That's the other thing of going after the influencers. Do you think that Dave Gerhardt is worried about paying rent every month and all these other things that come when you're 27 years old? Of course not. Like, what would he have to tell me? But I think also like Kyle Lacey on his podcast, shout out Kyle, maybe listen to this, that could be cool. But he's doing a cool podcast where he's talking to people about like their lives and not about what they do at work, like all these revenue leaders. And so I was listening Mm -hmm. to them and a lot of them are like super inspirational and like really cool. And I'm like, I don't have a story like that. Like I wasn't a state senator at 25. Like I can't really relate to that. I think one thing that people can relate to Dave Gerhardt about is like, sometimes we don't have an extraordinary story. Right. We just really like this one thing. That's, that's kind of nice versus, I don't know. I I would be very intimidated talking to someone who's just like really just seen so much more than me because it's 
they're also bringing that perspective into your life. Well, you didn't experience this like severe trauma. So I don't really know how you would deal with this. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, with, no, for sure. I get that. At the, the G2 reach event or whatever, there was that, well, I can't remember what his name is. He's like an Olympian and he started a tech company. Um, and I'm like, you are just an elite human being. And we have nothing in common. Nothing. Not a and single like, thing. You're crushing it. And I'm so happy for you. But like, I would never approach you at any kind of networking event because you're, I just, there's just no reason to. Right. I would be wasting his time. Yeah. That's all. That's, and like, the thing is, not all of us are going to get to that level. And that's fine. Go watch Soul on Disney Plus and like figure Amazing. out other ways where you can find like purpose and like find pleasure your in your life. Because it's not always going to come from work. And honestly, it shouldn't. Because when people talk about just what I do from nine to five, I feel like they don't know me at all. And on that note, listen to our next hot take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. We like um, meandered but- into there, but... Do you want to tell me about the cheese that's in your fridge? To be honest, I have very few things in my fridge right now. I know, um, so Dan I. did I just, just Dan go grocery more. shopping. I was going to say, did he buy some cheese? I don't know. Uh, but I do have feta from a dope pasta salad and uh, an Italian mix because we made chicken parm. Okay. Both were fucking delightful. It was a um, pasta heavy week last week and I am not mad about it one bit no do you have any good cheese in your fridge no i we ordered i know we're so lame i know Um, what we're not even living up to our name right now we gotta change the name of the podcast now (laughs) it's Um, like i do have cheese in my fridge sometimes it's just not exciting yeah we ordered a cheese pizza from the hotties last night does that count Uh, yeah totally i think that counts was it really good so fucking good hell yeah okay let me buy oh wait hold on review our podcast yes, please please review the podcast um if you don't you guys have, uh, if you don't mind you've been leaving so many good ones and we love them so much and then we'll hassle you in your twitter dms for your freaking address if you're comfortable giving it to us so that we can send you stickers Two because stickers. we love you we just like think that you like what we say but like i need a lot of external validation so yeah, if you put that- it in writing it would be super cool then then Sarah and I will go and read them all the time because yeah. then we can read them all the time. And that'd be freaking hype. So, all right. Now, okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs>